0: Hi, friends, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Elise Marsh, and I'm your host here on the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast. Each week, I'll be here with a guest talking about pregnancy, birth, and all things motherhood. We'll share birth stories and talk about our journey into parenthood, the great stuff, you guys, the hard stuff, and everything in between. I believe the journey to becoming a parent allows each of us a glimpse into the heart of a creator who so desperately wants us to know just how chosen, designed, called, and beautiful we are. He sees us perfectly, wonderfully made. So welcome, friends. Whatever you're doing today, sit back, relax, and be encouraged right where you're at. Okay guys, tomorrow I am leaving for five days and I'm heading up to Canada. I'm going to a Young Life camp called Malibu. Some of you may have been there. It's an incredible place. I am leaving my children and my husband for five whole days. This is the longest I will have been away from my kids before. As some of you can imagine... It's a little bit nerve-wracking. I'm a bit nervous, but I know my kids will do awesome. My husband is well-equipped, and thankfully for him, my mother-in-law lives just down the street. I don't know about you, but I kind of struggle with Mom guilt when it comes to leaving my kids and leaving my husband and doing things that aren't necessarily for anyone else but myself. I know that might sound crazy, but it's real talk. On this show, we're going to do a lot of real talk. It's hard for me to leave and go away and know that my family is going to be okay. They're going to survive without me. They may eat a lot of chicken nuggets. There may be a lot of chicken nuggets and ketchup eaten, but they're going to be okay and it's all right for me to be still and to be quiet and to remember that I'm not only a mom and a wife and a friend and an employee, but I'm also Elise. And just remembering who I am, it's almost like you have to get away and be still. And when those other layers of yourself are shed away and pushed to the side, it's like, oh, hey there, there you are. And you just get to sit and be with the Lord. So I'm super excited to be still, to be quiet, to get out of my everyday routine, to just be around some other incredible women. So for those of you who haven't been to Malibu, there's only two ways to get there. So you can get there uh, via seaplane or by boat. So I'll be going in by boat this weekend coming up. So really excited. It's a long, long journey. It takes about a day to get there, which is part of the fun so they say I'm feeling a little bit old and um, the first time I went to Malibu I was 15 and I'm 31 now and I've been a whole handful of times so excited to be going back but I'm um, feeling old for the long haul the long drive but we'll make it work it's fall it's fall I think I can really bring myself to say that it's this week I'm one of those people who just loves summer like I love it it could be summer all year round and I would be totally content I love being warm. I love sweating a little bit. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I kind of love being sweaty and just sitting in it. Um, I love being hot. I would way rather be hot than cold. I just love everything about summer. I love the carefreeness that summer brings. I love vacations and doing things out of the box. I love just being outside late at night and popsicles and being sticky. I have a birthday in the summer. so Summer has always been so fun for me. So Fall is really bittersweet. I was like, no, summer, don't leave me. Fall is a hard transition for me. We have, like we talked about last week, the Washington State Fair, and that kind of eases us into fall, and then school is starting. I know there's some fall enthusiasts out there. Some of my doula clients are are big fall enthusiasts, and they're encouraging me to embrace the wonderfulness of fall. It's just such a short season before it gets really cold here in Washington. I'm trying to be positive positive and optimistic. We had a beautiful day today, super sunny. It's just that like cooler in the morning and still pretty warm in the afternoon, just kind of easing our way into cooler temperatures. My daughter yesterday, she's like, mom, can we turn on the fireplace? I'm like, girl, we don't need to turn on the fireplace. I was like, you're going to freak out the air conditioner by trying to turn on the fireplace. There's going to be good things coming, right? Come on. Tell me it's going to be good. The pumpkin spice and the cozy sweaters, it's going to be okay. Today on my show, my guest is Mindy Renard. Mindy is a mama of two boys, ages three and one. So she's got little people at home she's taken care of. She's a full-time working mama married to her college sweetheart of eight years. Mindy was one of my very first doula clients. We got connected through a mutual friend and I was thrilled to be able to attend both of her son's births. They were amazing stories, you guys. I can't wait for you to hear. After attending Mindy's first birth, Her husband, Mike, and my husband and I all became dear friends. And we actually ended up living just down the street from each other in Puyallup. And at different times, we actually both decided to move again to Bonnie Lake. So we're neighbors again and just have loved being able to live life together, do the everyday things, have our kids be friends, and just enjoy this season together. They are amazing people. Mindy shares her journey with pregnancy loss and miscarriage and all the emotions surrounding becoming pregnant again, having her first baby. She shares her stories with both of her boys and talks about her plans for number three, which is so exciting. I'll let her share all those things she's looking forward to with baby number three. We chat about love languages and the importance of planning time away with your spouse. I know it's hard. It's so hard. I'm not awesome at this, but I love the example that Mindy sets with her husband, Mike. They're so great about being intentional. So I can't wait for you to listen. Here we go. I'm so excited that you're here. Okay, so tell everyone, where are we right now? Oh, we're in the coolest cabin shed I've ever seen. It's a cabin shed. So... (laughs) I told you guys last week, my husband is kind of like um, MacGyver, but like mm, into mountaineering. So he turned our lawn shed. A typical launch head that you put all your tools in in the backyard into this awesome mountaineering cabin. So, Mindy and I are chilling in the cabin, hanging out today, and we're excited for you to join us. There are a lot of axes. (laughs) There's a lot of axes, you guys. (laughs) If anything bad happens, we're going to go to the cabin because we're going to have an armory back here. We will be able to defend ourselves with some um, ice axes. So, (laughs) be okay, guys. How long have we known each other? We met through a mutual friend. Right. Five years? Five, Probably five years ago, yeah. So Mindy was one of my very first doula clients, so shout out to Mindy for giving me a chance. I was needing to attend births for my certification, and sweet Mindy was so awesome and willing to have me come. Let's just admit, though, I was probably...
1: One of your most unorganized clients you ever had. Oh,
0: I don't know. No? What do you mean by unorganized? Oh, like I was just like, okay, I guess I'm giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yes, more just very just free spirited, go with the flow. But I would say most first time moms are kind of like, well, you get two sides of the spectrums. So you get the first time moms who are like whatever i'm just gonna show up and the baby's gonna come out right and then you get the other kind of side of the coin where you get moms who are feeling a lot more anxiety or more fearful or a little bit more panicky and then they're the like googler moms that are hearing these bad stories on facebook and the (laughs) internet (laughs) so it's like two sides of the story so mindy was definitely camp whatever happens is cool right you'd say so for sure Sure. So, Midi, tell us, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. How did you meet your husband? We
1: met back in 2005. We were both going to high school,
0: different high schools. So you were like seniors in high school? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. 2005 seniors. Yes. I graduated in 2005, so (laughs) I got that. There's two different stories to how we met.
1: The first one is I went into his work at the mall. What was he
0: doing at the mall? What was he working at the mall? He worked for
1: Champ Sports. So I went in there to see a different guy that I was dating. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Michael just happened to be there, said hi. I mean, he was cute. (laughs) He
0: was cute. He had that going for him too.
1: So anyways, fast forward, I don't know, two or three months or something.
0: And um, we found each other on MySpace. MySpace. Jeff and I kind of had a, you know, a a good start to our relationship on MySpace as well. There was some profile picture changing Mm -hmm. and messaging going on in the beginning. Instant messaging. (laughs) Yes. When Jeff and I first started dating, we hadn't really had the like DTR, you know, determine the relationship talk. And one day I'm looking on Jeff's my space and it all of a sudden it goes from like single to in a relationship Ooh. <laughs> there was no conversation about it and <laughs> at all it was just single to in a relationship. and i'm like hmm who are you in a relationship with i hope it's me but if it's someone else we are in big trouble no so kidding. i called him up he's like well um i was kind of hoping i was in a relationship with you but i was like so are you like trying to say you want to be my girlfriend? I totally <laughs> just like <laughs> made him say the words. So that was, MySpace was pretty crucial yes. in those early days for us.
1: Seriously, us too. So that's how we met. And then one day we were like, okay, let's meet in person. So we went and met at Jamba Juice. and Ooh, Jamba Juice. I know, cool, huh? That's awesome. We dated the rest of that senior year of high school. And then, yeah, the rest is history.
0: Wow. How long did you guys date before you got married? Oh, Gall. I went off to
1: college okay. for two years in Oregon, right. and he stayed here. And then we got engaged while I was there, which totally weird, So you right? got
0: engaged when you guys were living separate, like living in different cities? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's I awesome. I know.
1: So weird. Michael was like, I
0: got to hook this girl. <laughs> I got to get her.
1: No kidding. Yeah. So um, we got engaged while I was away, and then I moved back home. We were engaged for two years.
0: That's a long time. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah.
1: How did that go? How was it? We were together for four years before we actually got married. Oh, wow. That is a long time. But you guys yeah. were young.
0: Young, yeah. 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 So how was that two-year engagement? Was that hard or? Um,
1: That was hard, yeah. But I had moved back home probably a year after we got engaged. Okay. And then started going to school at UW.
0: Seattle? Tacoma. Tacoma.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then we got married and...
0: So, how long were you guys married before you got pregnant with your first? With my first son, four years.
1: Four years when I yeah, got pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, four
0: years when you got pregnant. Yes, that's awesome. So you guys had yeah. a good chunk of time there, just being married. Good
1: chunk of time that a lot had happened before yeah. we actually.
0: Yeah. Okay. So tell Micah. so tell everybody how many kids do you have? How many pregnancies have you had?
1: I have had five pregnancies. Five pregnancies. Have two babies in heaven and two babies here. Two babies here.
0: And (laughs) And and that didn't add up. (laughs) That didn't add up. Mindy, we're missing one. Oh, there's uh, one in my belly. There's one in your belly. Okay, do you mind sharing how, preg- how pregnant are you, Mindy? Because you don't look pregnant, so tell no, us. No, I am I am only 12 weeks pregnant. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. That's super exciting. Okay, yeah. so you have two babies here. Um, What are their names and what are their ages? Yeah,
1: Micah is three and a half,
0: and Milo is... Eighteen months, eighteen months, yeah. So, so your, you know, your youngest son and this new baby will be about two, two years apart? about two years apart. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Oh, that's a lot of kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can do this, Mindy. Oh, within four years. Oh, you can boy. do this. Yes. Okay. So, talk to me for a second. How was that season when you were kind of navigating? Trying to get pregnant, trying to have babies, your pregnancy loss, like, what was that season like for you and Michael?
1: Oh, that season was exhausting. There was a lot of growth there, just personal growth, relying on God, trusting that he had a plan, not giving up. I think that's probably one of the hardest things, you know? Yeah. I had one miscarriage, you know? After the first one, you're kind of like, okay, like, I can do this again. Right. No big deal. And then after the second miscarriage, it's like, oh, wait, maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe this isn't the plan. So, yeah, that was that was tough, tough season.
0: So how did you guys kind of push past that? You just kept trying after the second miscarriage (laughs) and then here comes Micah? I guess we just never really stopped trying. Okay. I mean, there was definitely
1: a period in there where I was like, I need a break. Yeah. I need some healing time. Yeah um my heart needed to heal a little bit and in that same time frame michael got sick yeah. with ulcerative colitis oh that
0: was and around the so, same time mm, I didn't realize the same that.
1: time frame yeah so that was tough too um, just because there was a lot going on um, health-wise for both of us so we prayed a lot yeah we
0: prayed that's awesome of you guys to <laughs> be like come together though yes. i think that such a sometimes can be such a point of contention for couples to that like season of You know, infertility or trying to conceive is really just emotions crazy high.
1: Yes. And we had a great support system. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Our parents were there for us 100%. And yeah, they knew that we needed that support and Mm -hmm. kept going to church and kept being mentored by good people. And
0: yeah, you need that for sure. You do. Switching gears a little bit, what was your kind of family history, family birthing history? Obviously, you had had those two miscarriages and then, you know, leading up to your pregnancy with your first, you know, son, mm-hmm. Micah. What was that like for you? Like, what, what was kind of that birthing history that was kind of passed down to you from maybe your mom or, you know, your aunts or... None, 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 so you knew nothing. We didn't talk about that stuff. You didn't talk about that stuff, not really. I Did mean... you know your husband's mom's like kind of birth history at all? No, no, nothing, not at all. So it didn't really like have an effect on you, no, a whole bunch.
1: All they ever told us was, you know, it didn't cost them anything to have kids back then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's their main thing. They're proud of that. They're proud of that. It was free, you guys. We just did it. Come on. It was $50.
1: That's all. Wow. Okay. No, I mean, I didn't really know much about the actual birth part of having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I was one of the first girls, like in my group of friends, that was pregnant. Yeah. So that was different, too. I mean, I hadn't seen any other girls close to my age that had been having babies
0: so you had like you're going in this totally blind pretty much i mean yeah
1: so so. when i met you you're
0: like (laughs) okay whatever you say yeah how did you find out that you were pregnant with micah i went into the doctors this is
1: my problem every single day time i find out i'm pregnant I went into the doctors for some pain. Um, I had an ovarian cyst. So they were like, okay, well, we'll give you some medicine um, to help with that pain and we'll see if it subsides. Okay. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. They're like, but first we need to check in and just make sure that you're not pregnant. And I was like, okay, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not. Like, right. I think I wouldn't know that. Right. Right. And um doctor's sticking the needle in, ready to give me this high dosage of, I don't know what, probably ibuprofen. The nurse runs in and says, no, <laughs> don't do it. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you're pregnant. I'm like, oh, man.
0: Wow. So, yeah. so in that moment, were you like sh- just totally shocked? Were you relieved? Like what? Were you – were you expecting that at all?
1: I wasn't – I don't think at that time I was really expecting
0: to be pregnant again. Right. How soon was that after your last miscarriage? A year and a half. Oh, okay. So some time had passed. Yeah. Take us through those next kind of moments, yeah, so, those next steps. So once you've had
1: miscarriages, right. they're very cautious right when you first get pregnant. Right. Um. Just because – They like to monitor you. Um, So I was going in probably every other day to get my blood drawn. Oh, wow. um, Okay, Just to make sure that my levels were going up and that nothing was going to happen. But I mean, of course, there's that excitement with any, anytime you find out you're pregnant, you're like shocked or excited or whatever. There's definitely emotions.
0: Yeah. Okay. So sitting in the doctor's office, who did you tell first after you found out you were pregnant? Oh, Michael. Michael. Yeah. What was his reaction
1: like? Okay, so they had to send me to get an ultrasound, and so I called him and I said, "Michael, can you meet me over at the diagnostic <laughs> imaging? <laughs> I gotta get an ultrasound." And he was like, "Why?" And I was like, "I'm pregnant."
0: And he was just shocked. That's probably not yeah. the phone call he was expecting to get. No, not at all. What was it? so he just complete shock? Uh, yeah. He was pretty shocked. Pretty shocked. That's awesome. What type of healthcare provider did you have when you were pregnant with your first With son? Micah. Yeah.
1: I had my OB. She had been my doctor since I was young.
0: So that's just kind of how you picked her naturally, kind of that yeah. progression. You had had a relationship mm-hmm. with her. and
1: Honestly, didn't even know there was any other options. I just went with it. So yeah.
0: what was your pregnancy like for that first trimester?
1: My first trimester was fine. I mean, I had some nausea. We were definitely on eggshells just yeah. because of my past history, right. and not knowing what to expect.
0: Does anything stand out from your third trimester that was different than your second or first? So I had gestational diabetes, okay. so what was that what was that like? <laughs> so I was on a strict diet, yeah,
1: um, and at that point, you know, I finally had a baby growing in me, yeah. That I was excited about. And so I was pretty strict with my diet.
0: Yeah.
1: Like more so than other people with gestational diabetes probably are.
0: Right.
1: Um. So I was losing weight like crazy. Baby was growing. I was yeah. huge.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I
1: don't remember you being huge, but okay. <laughs> but I was definitely losing weight. You could totally tell.
0: Yeah. Well, way to go. That's not easy to do when you're pregnant. No, that's not at all. Super hard. I know. I
1: wanted sugar more than anything.
0: Oh, I'm sure. And wine. And and wine. Oh, the wine (laughs) that we miss so badly. So talk us through kind of um, getting into labor, having your baby. Yeah, this is the fun part. This is the fun part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us like, okay, Micah's, you know, labor story. What does that look like?
1: Long. 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 Micah was due on March 9th. And I was induced with Micah on March tenth. Why were you induced? I was induced because I had gestational diabetes. Okay. Is what I was told. And <laughs> and I was a day late. Okay. So they don't normally they didn't want you to go over your due date. They don't normally let you go over your due date. Okay. With gestational diabetes. Okay. I was induced with pitocin. Okay, so what was that like? It was very slow. Like, you very walk slow. in and they're like, okay, let me see if I can find a, you know, a room for you that's ready. After you wait a day for them to actually call you and tell you to come in, you know. That
0: waiting. That, that waiting. That waiting just terrible. Silly.
1: And it's not like you have any pains or anything. It's not like... Your body's not ready. You're just showing up. They put you in a room. It takes them a couple hours before they even give you your drugs. Meanwhile, I have my mom, Michael's mom, Michael, Elise, Stephanie. I have a whole entourage there. Like- you did have an
0: entourage. I remember showing up. Me like, oh wow, you guys. Like this is the beginning, and nothing's even happening. Nothing's gonna happen. You had a for crew. Fifteen more hours. <laughs> A long time. So, so how was that? What were you kind of thinking? What were you feeling when you had all that family there with you kind of in those first hours?
1: I was like, oh, gosh, guys, I'm sorry. You should probably just go home. <laughs> yes. Did they go home? I'm trying to remember. They went home. I think I was brought in around like 3 or 4 p.m. And we sent them home like around 11 p.m. Oh, they like, were they were in they it. were there like they're they thought something
0: might happen and no no way Jose no what medication did they start you on Pitocin okay so talk talk us about Pitocin how are those contractions what do they feel like
1: um they're just small they start so small and they're not really looking back I mean I know what real contractions are now so looking back it's like right that's nothing took forever and they just kept up in the dosage up in the dosage you know you don't really.
0: You don't really have a choice in that. The nurse, she just says she's sneaky. She kind of comes in and just pushes that button and you're not looking. Yeah.
1: So anyways, around 11 p.m., we were just like, you guys should probably just go home.
0: Right. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I remember Michael went to the bathroom and I was just kind of laying in the bed by myself, you know, just just hanging out. And all of a sudden my water broke. And I was like, wait,
0: what was that? (laughs) What was that?
1: Yeah, and so then what? I think we called you 10 minutes later. You had just
0: gotten home. I had just gotten home. I think you had sent me home. I got, um, because, you know, you weren't, uncomfortable at that point and the plan was to kind of sleep and so I had just gotten home taken out my contacts gotten in bed and then Michael called me and was like her water broke and she wants you here and I'm like all right let's do this okay I'm coming back (laughs) so my water
1: broke and then I think I started feeling pretty good contractions right yeah Um, I think you're right not like horrible or anything just you know Real Things were starting to move a little bit. Okay.
0: So, um, so after your bag of waters broke, mm-hmm. you were four to five centimeters. What happened next?
1: I asked for some pain meds, just some normal, I think it was fentanyl. Yeah. Made me sick and I started puking. Yes. So I instantly regretted that decision. Probably wasn't the best thing for me. Yeah. So that didn't work out so well. And then my body went into a really weird, and you can correct me, I don't know what it's called, A really weird stage, I don't know if we remember this, my pain just subsided. Like just went away. Just went away. It happened with both my pregnancy or with both your labors. Labors. Where And you were just chilling. All of a sudden just everything disappears. Just
0: comes. You can still
1: see the contractions on the screen, but like your body just stops.
0: You get kind of like a rest. Your it's body weird. Gives you it's like a rest, a rest break.
1: Yeah, rest it's, break. Yeah, bizarre. So mm-hmm. I remember you guys were like, "You should probably sleep. sleep." And I was like, "Okay." So I laid there, and you gave me a foot massage, and I
0: remember that. Yeah, that's it good.
1: It's the best part about having a doula. So yeah,
0: foot <laughs> massages all mm-hmm. around, you guys. So you had just had this rest break, mm-hmm. and then when did those contractions start becoming more intense for you?
1: I think I had a rest point for maybe an hour. I think you got Maybe. a good little break. Yeah, a good, good little, little break nap. right there. And then um, woke up
0: to real contractions. Yeah. Like real, yeah. real stuff. Where were you? Do you remember? Like, where did you feel most of those contractions?
1: Sides yeah. and then down low. Yeah. Sides and down
0: low. So yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah. At that point, were you coping? You feel like you were coping pretty I well with I your contractions? I think I was coping pretty
1: well but there were so many people in the room. Right my mistake. Yeah. I was just kinda done with it. I think I had been there twenty hours at that point. At that point in the hospital. And I was just kinda done with it. So I asked for an epidural. Was that helpful? Um, okay. So my opinion from that experience was that it was helpful up until after I delivered. And then it was a pain. Yeah, pain
0: in the booty. Yeah. Or let's but, say the back,
1: <laughs> but I also fully believe that it prolonged that process. Like it totally set me back.
0: So you see, you feel like you're feeling like it slowed things down a lot. For oh, you. for
1: sure, it probably set me back a good two or three hours.
0: First time, mom, is that whole the hardest part is getting to what we call active labor. That six centimeters of dilation mm-hmm. is just the longest typically part for most people and then usually after six centimeters or active labor you know things progress at a a more steady pace not always of course but that first part can be really long and sometimes we think to ourselves gosh is this normal am I okay is is my body working and it's like yeah it's working it's just that's all sometimes it's just a long part honestly I do not remember
1: ever feeling like from that point forward, like, I'm ready to give birth.
0: What Was it just mental preparation or you weren't feeling mentally no, like, ready? Or what do you mean by that?
1: I mean, I couldn't feel my body. So it's not like right. I could feel my body say, okay, you're ready to start pushing or you're ready to start giving birth. So you had no urge to push at all? Not at all. All of a sudden, a nurse walks in and says, your doctor's on her way and you're going to start pushing. Let's practice. And, and like, I was what? like, okay, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You know, like. I mean, I didn't feel anything. Right.
0: So you had a pretty dense epidural, Mindy.
1: I guess. Yeah. That's a
0: pretty dense epidural. You got no urge to push. No, nothing. Wow. Okay. So talk to me. How was pushing? Horrible. So what was horrible about it? Just because,
1: I mean, I couldn't feel anything. Right. That's the first problem. Second problem is everyone kept saying, you need to push. And I thought I was pushing. You're like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I am pushing you guys. Like, so what? Did a you lot of- try. <laughs> I did a lot of loud growling, but they seemed to think that I wasn't really doing anything. And I thought I was, but you can't feel
0: yeah, the bottom half of your body. So right. you don't
1: know if you're really doing anything
0: hard enough. When you have a super dense epidural like that, it's really challenging to focus your energy enough into one specific place To know how to push and where to push and the right type of push. Because there's a very specific way to push out your baby. Yeah. (laughs) Very true. You definitely pushed a solid two and a half hours. Yeah. At some point
1: during that pushing, I guess they kind of thought I wasn't
0: breathing right. Um, So they did put me on oxygen. Yeah, I think the oxygen was more for your baby, giving baby a little air. Because when we put oxygen on mom, it really sometimes helps helps babies to recover from that pushing phase. Because pushing is hard on babies, too. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of work, too, for that baby. So sure. you got some oxygen. It's got some oxygen in me.
1: I mean, I guess I pushed hard enough to where a baby started coming, but not really. They couldn't find Micah's heartbeat. So, yeah, they got the vacuum out and they yanked him out.
0: What was those first moments when you had Micah on your chest? Yeah. Relief. Yeah, a lot of
1: relief. A lot of relief. Yeah. I got to hold him, I mean, it seemed way too fast. It was probably maybe five minutes and they took him away from me. Okay, where did yeah. they take him? Just right, I mean, near me, just not close enough. Yeah,
0: yeah, not close <laughs> um, nothing is
1: close enough except guess, for your
0: baby on your chest. Yeah, I could hear him crying and they
1: were just checking his vitals and all that stuff. So, I mean, and... Of course, right when the baby comes out, everyone leaves you. Natural instinct. Right. Um, So both the moms and uh, Michael went
0: to be with Micah. How were those first couple hours after he was born? What do you remember about kind of those early postpartum moments?
1: Okay, so I was so drugged up. Yeah. Like, I feel like I really didn't get to remember. A lot. Too much. Weren't super clear headed. No, not at all. I remember holding him, and I remember immediately trying to nurse him. Right. Um, which was good, and he did nurse really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of
0: blurry. <laughs> yeah, kind of a little fuzzy.
1: I think my most memorable moment was when I got to be in the room by myself with my baby.
0: just soaking up those first few moments. Yeah. Getting to know him and his little fingers, <laughs> his little toes. And the clarity
1: comes back to
0: your brain. And... Right. You can feel a little bit more movement yes. in your body and all of that. Yes. Yeah. That's super. Those, those first hours are just so precious. Yeah. Being a first time mom, going in for an induction, sounds like you didn't necessarily love, love your experience. What was different about your birth that you were totally surprised about? How long it would take. For an induction. For an induction, for sure. Yeah. Um,
1: and how much an epidural would set you back. Yeah. I guess just the time frame in general. Like, I had no clue. Yeah. No clue that it was going to be that long of a process. Right. So just like maybe that realization that it wasn't going to be quick and it wasn't going to be easy.
0: So how did your birth experience shape Kind of your entrance into motherhood, especially as a first-time mom.
1: I don't think the birth experience really shaped anything for me. Yeah. I kind of let that go at the door.
0: You're like, see you
1: later. (laughs) Once I got home, I felt like I was doing my thing really well. um, And I had such a great support system. People feeding us, people coming to our house.
0: So helpful. Feed me.
1: It made my transition into motherhood, I feel, went really smooth and
0: well. So how did you find out you were pregnant again um, with your second son?
1: I don't remember why I went to the doctor's.
0: But I did. <laughs> again, I'm going to the doctor for something.
1: Yes. I feel like it was probably a urinary tract infection. Oh, good old UTI. I went there for some reason and they tested my urine and there I was pregnant again.
0: <laughs> it seriously is an issue for me. How old was Micah when you got pregnant with your second
1: Micah baby? was a little over one.
0: Okay. So he's small still. Yes. So were you guys planning to have
1: your kids close? Yes and no. I mean, we had that conversation like, oh, maybe we should just have another one so that they're close in age. It would be kind of fun. You know, we wanted them to grow up together, being best friends. You know, you think about those things about them later down the road. Yes and no. I mean, we definitely were ready to have another baby. We just didn't think milo would arrive
0: that quickly
1: sure oh yeah
0: okay so do you remember how did you tell michael that you were pregnant
1: with milo i think it was you know just a phone call well here
0: we go here we go buddy <laughs> buckle up nothing special okay so after your kind of first birth experience mm-hmm. did you what kind of healthcare provider did you want um going in with the second one
1: Yeah, so at that point, I had switched OBs, and he's also the primary care for my kids as well. So that was kind of a given. And I liked Dr. a lot more
0: than... You felt like you had more of a connection with him.
1: Correct. And, you know, we were still going in for checkups for Micah, and so it was like... Definitely
0: had that relationship. So you plan to deliver at the same hospital that you had had your first baby. Mm -hmm.
1: How are you feeling about that? This time around, I was definitely more aware of the possibilities of inducement and all that.
0: How was your pregnancy with Milo? Does anything stand out to you that you want to share?
1: Yeah, Milo was a little bit different. You know, you have a one-year-old at home, so you're chasing around a one-year-old at the same time. And so it's kind of exhausting. But I had gestational diabetes again. My diet wasn't nearly as strict as it was the first time around.
0: Was that you're doing? Your healthcare providers doing? Both. Both. I was a little bit more relaxed. Micah came out
1: fine, and he was a good weight. Um,
0: right, he was a seven pound baby. It wasn't yeah. like he was a chunker. Exactly. I was a little more relaxed. You were second time mom. Yeah. What did you do to prepare for your labor and delivery this time? Like, did you read any books or anything in particular that stands out that you can remember?
1: Well, at that point, you and I, like, became much closer friends.
0: Yes. Um, I love that. It's one of my favorite (laughs) things. I'm like, I love it when my doula clients become my friends. It's just the best. So I definitely, I think, talked
1: to you a lot more about this one right? than I had with Micah. And I asked a lot more questions um, just to be a little bit more mentally prepared. When
0: did you first realize you were in labor with Milo, your second baby? Yeah, okay. I love Milo's birth story. It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> no offense, Micah.
1: I just had this really weird feeling. In my stomach, I had gone into the doctor's for a checkup, you know, like they make you do. They hooked me up and they were monitoring. They were Braxton Hicks, but they were so consistent that they kind of thought it might be pre-labor. So we were monitoring that and doctor was like, go home, eat some spicy food. I hope I see you in labor. (laughs) I had this really weird feeling that something wasn't right. We were supposed to go to my work Christmas party that night. It was all the way up north. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I think we'll skip it. And Michael was like, are you sure? Like, it's not that big of a deal. It'll be a great meal. We'll get away from the kids. It will be wonderful, kid. And I was like, no, I don't think so. But let's call my mom. She can come get Micah still. And then we can kind of have the evening to see where this goes. So my mom came over. We were playing downstairs. And all of a sudden I started having contractions, real contractions, real contractions that like hurt from the beginning. Mind you, I didn't know this feeling with Micah because I was induced. And so this was new to me. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe this is real. Um, So my mom took Micah and we hung around at home (laughs) for a couple hours, I think, and um, called you and you said, "Okay, well, let's just kind of see where it goes within the next couple hours or whatnot, and we'll make a decision. Watched some TV, ate some food. And then Michael said, I don't like this.
0: I don't like that we're here. Let's go to the hospital. (laughs) So off we went. I met you guys at the hospital. Yeah. And you had just got out of triage. And so they wanted you to walk around for a bit.
1: Yep. They said, walk around for an hour. We'll decide if we keep you. If we don't keep you, you're just going to have to go back home. So yeah, we walked around for an hour, remember, you and I? I
0: remember walking around the hallways and we did (laughs) squats and lunges. Uh You were like so amazing, though. I I remember seeing you and I'm like, this girl has got it. I honestly just didn't want to go back home. I know. So how were you feeling when you first got to triage and they checked you and told you how far along you were? What were your kind of emotions like?
1: No way. Seriously? Like to me, those contractions hurt. Right at home, but I was very unaware, um, because with Micah, I mean, I didn't really have to feel too much. Sure. So yeah, I was very unaware that those weren't really that strong. Right. Yeah. It
0: it it does get more intense. Yeah. We went back in and they checked you again. Mm-hmm. And do you remember what happened after that? I think I was right at the mark.
1: Of them keeping me. They were like, okay, this is good enough. We'll keep you. So probably a four or five. Okay. They checked my contractions, you know, on the monitor. And they were like, okay, yes, those are those are good contractions. You're good. And then I went into a rest period. Yes. Remember? I remember.
0: Yes. I remember watching Mindy chilling in bed, like chilling. And you were seven centimeters at that point.
1: And all of a sudden I was like, oh, no. It stopped. They're going to send me home. And I, I was like trying to convince the nurse like, no, 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 no. I don't I don't know what happened. Something's wrong. I can't feel anything. I remember the nurse saying, nope, no, your contractions on the screen are very real. And I was like, oh, you know, it is just bizarre. That rest period for me seems to be consistent, but just so weird. After my rest period ended, things hurt pretty badly. I was very convinced that I for sure wanted an all natural birth at that point. I like knew I could do it and I wanted to experience that. I think we got right into the tub.
0: Yeah. I I remember correctly. Your contractions kind of kicked in a little bit and I said, Okay, let's get in the tub. Let's try this out and see if this is helpful for you. Yes,
1: and I liked the tub. I'm
0: pretty sure I really liked the tub. Yeah, you did awesome in this yes.
1: um until I started puking.
0: Right. Right. I caught the puke. Yes. So in a bag. Michael's foot. Right. <laughs> I remember Michael being like, Whoa, how did you do that so fast? And I'm like, Well, <laughs> I kinda know when it's coming. Yeah. You carry those little um those little blue baggies around with you. Yeah, I'm a puker. You know, we did some wall
1: resting. Michael rubbing my back. You kind of guiding him and telling him what to do. That was so helpful. I wanted my water broke so bad.
0: But you never voiced that, correct? Or did you tell?
1: No, I did several times. I felt hopeless that nobody was going to break my water because I just felt like if I could just have somebody break it. We could get this done with.
0: Right. Because your contractions were really intense at that point. Mm -hmm. You've been throwing up. These were hard transition contractions. You were really working hard.
1: Yes. Once I kind of decided that that wasn't going to happen, you went to go
0: pump. I went to go pump. (laughs) I went to go pump. Yes. I went to take a pump break because I was still nursing my uh, little guy at that point.
1: Yes. So you went to go pump. The nurse comes in and says, okay, I'm going to check you while she's gone. I was like, great, perfect timing. I don't even remember what I was at. I think I was like at an eight. And at that point, I said, I want my water broken so badly. And she said, okay, I'll do it. And I didn't know at that point that nurses aren't really
0: supposed to do that. Yeah, certainly out of their scope for sure. (laughs) (laughs) No question. Yeah
1: and there was not a doctor on staff that could come do that for me. So anyway, she goes and grabs a package, tells Michael to open the package for her,
0: which is so crazy that usually <laughs> the nurse is opening the, you yes. know, the instruments for the healthcare provider.
1: So Michael opens this package, which I guess is like a needle, and she goes up in there and breaks my water.
0: I am out of the room this whole time. Yes. I had no idea any of this was happening she, while I was pumping.
1: Yeah, she definitely planned that, in my opinion, and I didn't know any better. So in my mind, I was like, gosh, I wish I would have known a nurse could do this a long time ago. And that's unacceptable. But she did it anyways, and she said, don't tell anyone that I did this for you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So my water broke, which was great. I was so relieved with that at the time. And then things got crazy.
0: So tell us what happened after your (laughs) bag of waters broke.
1: After my bag of water broke, the nurse said, okay, this would probably be a perfect time to give you an epidural.
0: And had you communicated to her that you wanted an epidural or did she just offer that to you? Okay,
1: so I think at some point in time while I was having crazy contractions... You know, at some point in time, I had communicated that an epidural might be an option. I don't remember when that happened. I'm pretty sure I communicated that, but I'm not positive.
0: I think you were. it was when you were in the tub right before you're kind of eight centimeters throwing up. And you're like, I think I need an epidural. And I believe your nurse translated that as, I want an epidural. Yes.
1: And that was what, maybe like a couple hours before, like... Right, I kind of had forgotten about it, to be honest. Right.
0: You were coping really well. Yes. You were doing amazing.
1: I kind of forgot about that whole thing. And I was like, okay, if you think I need it, yeah, I mean, bring them in. You were still gone. Um, that darn pump break <laughs> got me never again. This uh, this
0: happened very quickly, though. Very quickly. Very it was quickly. all a matter of about 10 minutes. Yes.
1: Um, he comes in. You know, you sit on the edge of the bed. He's putting the needle
0: in. There's tape all over my back. So I had come back in the room while right. your bag of waters had been broken. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that you that your nurse had broke your bag of waters. Yeah. And I come back um, in and there is a cart and an anesthesiologist in your room. And I'm like, whoa, what just happened in the last 10 minutes? Like, we were fine. Everyone was coping fine. I was, you know very sternly asked to leave the room mm-hmm. right away and i yes. said okay i'll i will be right outside let me know you know when i can come back in mm-hmm. and so i'm down the hallway and the anesthesiologist was in the room trying to get your epidural set and prepared yes. and to talk us through kind of what happened in those next moments
1: in those next moments i was sitting on the edge of the bed holding michael's hands and i was pushing
0: you were going for it. Full on pushing. Was your healthcare provider in the room at that point? No. He had not returned from his Star Wars premiere. <laughs> it was me,
1: Michael, the anesthesiologist, and the crazy nurse. And the crazy nurse kept telling me, Do not push. Do not push. And you cannot tell a woman that's delivering a baby not to push. I mean Oh no way. How do you hold that in? You don't.
0: Yeah, it's an uncontrollable urge to push.
1: Yes. So I'm on the edge of the bed pushing, yelling for them to get the needle out. They said they were calling my doctor. I don't know when you came back in.
0: I heard twinkle, twinkle, little star. So at the hospital where (laughs) Mindy was um, delivering her baby, when babies are born, they play twinkle, twinkle, little star kind of over the loudspeaker Mm -hmm. when babies are born. And I'm in the hallway and I'm thinking, gosh, no one is coming to get me. I got to go back in there. And I'm walking the hall back towards your room because I'm like something, something. I just had this feeling. I had this like feeling in the pit of my stomach. Something just was up. Something wasn't right. And I started walking back to your room and I hear twinkle, twinkle, little star. And I'm like,
1: oh, that better not be Mindy. (laughs) So the anesthesiologist pulled the needle out. I flipped over in the bed. Didn't get to put my legs up or anything. Doctor, you could hear him with his flip-flops running down the hall. Didn't have his pants buckled. Nothing.
0: (laughs) He had his fly unzipped. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. Comes running in the room. And I pushed twice. And Milo came out. And Doctor. Didn't even have gloves on. Caught him.
0: Yeah. So Milo went right up on your chest. Right up on my chest. Okay. And I walked in the room right as he was going up on your chest.
1: (laughs) And everyone was in shock at what had just happened in the last 10 minutes.
0: Right. Certainly the nurses, the providers, no one was really prepared um, for what your body was ready to do.
1: Yes. Were you relieved? I was relieved for sure. And totally excited that I had just done that. Like that was like an adrenaline rush. You oh know? yeah, you're like,
0: I just did that all by myself. That was crazy. Yeah, to go
1: from one extreme with one child to the next extreme with the next child was just out of this world. Um so I did hold on to Milo a little bit longer on my chest.
0: How was breastfeeding, that postpartum period, those first early weeks um, after you had your second son? What was that like for you?
1: Breastfeeding was great with Milo. He was a hungry eater. Milo also slept a lot, which was awesome. Um, Our transition home was pretty good. Luckily, we had a great support system again that people took Micah to do fun stuff. While we were sleeping. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. um, So that was good. And then um, Michael's flexible schedule just really helped with that too. Right. So Micah was totally excited about having a baby. You know, I just didn't realize that he thought it was his baby. And so he was pretty aggressive towards me um, that that was his baby and not mine. And so that made nursing a little bit harder There were a few times Milo and I would just go into the bathroom and shut the door and I would have to nurse him while Micah stood outside screaming Um, because he thought that that was his baby, you know? I was taking his baby away from him.
0: You've done the transition from one baby to two baby. What, like, words of wisdom, encouragement, or advice would you have from moms out there who are pregnant with one and about to have their second baby? Or third?
1: (laughs) Talk it through with your with your younger child. Yeah, ahead of time, make them aware of what to expect, um, what you're doing when you're nursing your baby, so that they understand that. Um, especially if you want breastfeeding to be successful, teaching your younger child is probably the best thing you can do.
0: Yeah. That's great. Great words, Mindy. Great words. You have two little boys at home, Mm -hmm. and you're pregnant with your third. When are you due with your third baby?
1: I am due with my third baby March
0: 31st, 2018. How did you discover you were pregnant?
1: Again, I went to the doctor. (laughs) Okay, what was wrong with you this time? Oh, girl. I was having what they call lightning shock pains. And I didn't really know what was wrong with me. I had scheduled my yearly exam anyways. So I just thought, what the heck, I might as well go in and um, have them check me just in case. And they said, okay, well, let's run some tests. And we'll see, you know, if there's anything else that pops out at us. And if not, then we'll send you in for an ultrasound. I looked the nurse straight in the face and said, if you tell me I'm pregnant. I will freak out on you. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? And she just got this blank stare on her face and she was just like, okay, um, let's just hope that doesn't happen. I guess they told me they tested to see if I was pregnant, but they actually never told me that result. I'm pretty sure they knew. They just didn't tell me. So I went in for an ultrasound. Ultrasound came back fine. They didn't see anything. Um, Exactly one week later, my friend Stephanie said, well, you should probably just take a pregnancy test. And I said, no, they would have seen something on the ultrasound. She said, just do it. So I went upstairs. Everyone was downstairs. I took a pregnancy test and it was positive.
0: Were you in the bathroom by yourself at that point?
1: Yes. Stephanie was out in the bedroom. But yes, <laughs> so she was hovering. She was. And she came in and I used some profanity. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. We were having dinner and playing some games or whatever and the kids were swimming. So Michael and I went up to put the kids to bed and I said, can you just go in the bathroom and look at what I left you on the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I put Milo to bed, came back out, and Michael was like, is this a joke? And I said, no, no, it's really not. It's not. And he just had this blink stare on his face. And then I kind of cursed at him
0: a few times. Okay, the cursing came out. The choice words that I don't usually have. I'm gathering from what I'm hearing from you this was mm-hmm. not a planned pregnancy. This
1: was not a planned pregnancy, no.
0: So you were done with your two awesome boys that you had originally thought.
1: Yes, and I have already gotten rid of the majority of my baby items. So like ha- real baby items. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Those can be replaced, no problem. No, I know. How have those last few weeks been kind of letting that pregnancy soak in? What have your emotions been like?
1: Yeah, Michael and I didn't talk for I'm pretty sure a week.
0: <laughs> like you did this. <laughs> you did this to me. Were you on birth control? What was your contraceptive plan? Yeah, I plead the fifth. I was
1: <laughs> I was not on birth control um after I had Milo. I tried going back on birth control and it led to a few hormone issues that I didn't like. So I chose not to. So we were using condoms. We were not very good about it. I don't know how else to say that. So yeah, I mean, it happened. So right away, I decided I wasn't going to use my OB. So I did some research and went and found a midwife.
0: Where are you planning to have your baby?
1: We're on the fence of either delivering at home birth or at the birthing inn in Tacoma.
0: Okay. Awesome. That's super exciting. So totally different experience that you're looking for. Totally different. I am
1: 95% on board with the home birth.
0: Michael's not quite there. So we'll have to have Mindy back on the show after she delivers her third baby to tell us all about her new experience and what that's. Like Yeah, for you.
1: my goal is to like have three totally different birthing stories.
0: <laughs> Mindy's going to be my first Pete client, um, <laughs> which I'm stoked about. How has being a mom of two crazy boys, well... <laughs> they are crazy. Okay, we yes. can say that. that's a fair statement. <laughs> two very active, busy boys. How has that changed um, kind of your relationship with Michael, being a wife? How have you navigated... Just having little kids at home and having a healthy marriage.
1: Definitely um, when you have two children that take up a lot of time and energy, it definitely makes you plan accordingly. Just setting aside time for one another um, and being intentional with each other. Kids can kind of get in the way and they can kind of, you know, change your moods really easily. They can affect you in ways you didn't expect. So yeah, I mean, just being intentional with each other, planning date nights, planning nights away from the house where you don't have to worry about laundry and dishes. Um, and you can just go be together. I love to work. <laughs> That's so great. Okay. what do you find, love about your work? I find I just find joy in um, being useful of something else and kind of switching my mind. right. I can't I tried the whole being at mom, being at home, mom phase for a while um, and it really wasn't for me I did it for a specific reason for Milo and I feel like that was successful it's not me full time I like to leave and use my mind for something totally different
0: right so it's been yeah. super fulfilling for you yeah. what are some of your like go to resources maybe apps or books words of wisdom would you offer pregnant moms out there use a doula <laughs>
1: Am I allowed to say that? You're allowed to say that. It's my show. You can Um, say that. Yeah. So I think, I mean, honestly, you're probably the best resource for me and all of the materials you gave me. I mean, I can't really tell you off the top of my head what they are, all your websites and podcasts and all that stuff. But definitely, I mean, a lot of people think that a doula is good for, you know, first time moms. But I mean, you were more helpful for me with my second just as much, um, and if not, this time around too. So I I just think people have that misconception.
0: What's one thing you do that fills your tank, recharges you, and makes you a better mom? Because we already know, being a mom, you've got two little boys at home, you're pregnant, you're tired, you're not feeling awesome all the time, you've got to have self-care, you've got to recharge. So what's one thing you do that really fills your tank um, and makes you feel like you can be an awesome mom?
1: Definitely spending one-on-one time with my husband. That's 100%. Awesome. Um, you guys are so great
0: at that. I love we're that really about good
1: you. At, yeah, we really are. Um, and I have him to thank for that. My love language is quality time. And if I don't have that, I will sink. Just making sure that I have those one-on-one dates with him. Luckily, we work together so we can have lunch dates together, which really fulfills me. So yeah, just that one-on-one time with my husband really really does it for me.
0: Quality time is definitely one of my top love languages well. So we've been talking about love languages. I'll link to this in my show notes page, but Gary Chapman has a wonderful book The Five Love Languages. I would encourage all of you who are in a relationship, um, maybe even with your boyfriend or your fiance or your husband, to read that book and really understand the way that we receive love is the way that we often like to give love. But that's not always the same for our spouse. Knowing your love language is so huge. So I think that's incredible that yeah. you and Michael have got that unlock. You're like, okay, we know we need quality time away. Did you love that conversation with Mindy? She is so sweet. I love her genuine heart and the way that she laughs so easily. I think that's one of my favorite things about her is just her sweet spirit and the way that laughter and joy just naturally follow her. I hope you were encouraged by that conversation. I hope it was enriching for you. I love her desire to learn and to grow and to be better. I've always looked up to the way that Mike and Mindy have set aside that time so intentionally to be together. We'll definitely have to have Mindy back on the show after she has her third baby. I Can't wait to see how that goes for her. She's gonna do amazing. So we'll definitely have to um, keep checking in with her and have her back. You know that life can be unfair. Sometimes things happen to us that we don't deserve and weren't expecting. Sometimes we do everything right. Sometimes we do all the things we're supposed to do, and our birth story is still hard. We lose babies. We have traumatic births, and sometimes our toddlers scream at us and tell us they hate us in the middle of the grocery store. I want you to know this week God cares about your situation. He loves you in the middle of your circumstance. Rest in the Lord and in His sovereignty this week. He can be trusted. He is faithful and he is just. We may not understand what he has in store for us, but we can trust that he loves us and knows what's best for us. If you see a mama this week clearly in a situation that is out of her control, remind her that all she has to do is rest rest knowing there's a God who's bigger than we could ever think or imagine. You have everything you need to be a great mom. You got this, mama you can do hard things. Remember that this week. I'll see you guys next week.